Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Those times when you stay up late and you work hard, those times when you don't feel like working, you're too tired, you don't want to push yourself, but you do it anyway. That is actually the dream. Welcome back to the latest episode of Mamba Moments. And I've got a special announcement here. I'm really thinking that I'm going to write a book, Mamba Moments, My Life with Kobe Bryant, even though I never met him. Because I've realized through all of this that, that I have a really interesting story with Kobe. And I love interviewing people, and I can't wait to continue doing that. But, but I had to take a moment to share this idea and, and see what everyone thinks, too. If you guys want me to write that book, let it out in the comments and comment, DM me, five-star review, all that stuff. Let's grow this thing. And I'm really hoping that we can grow it to the point where I can actually be able to raise some money for the Mamba and Mamba Cita Foundation and keep doing these interviews because this podcast is not just about Kobe Bean Bryant. This podcast is about what Kobe Bryant represented. Kobe Bryant represented hard work, passion, and a willingness to adapt. Kobe didn't always know that he was going to play basketball and that he was going to stick with basketball, but he always kept himself dedicated to it no matter what, because that was what he wanted to succeed at. And later in his life, we saw him venture out into many other areas, but when he committed to basketball, he stayed very dedicated to it no matter what. And that's something that we can all take in our crafts because Kobe showed how multifaceted all of us could be. Now, anyways, Mamba Moments, my life with Kobe, even though I never met him, what's that about? Why did I start this podcast? Why does Kobe Bryant resonate with me and so many different people who are so different from Kobe? Well, let's take a little bit of a look. Kobe Bryant defined an era. Kobe Bryant was literally an era for people. For myself personally, after I saw Space Jam in 1996 when I was three years old, Kobe Bryant was just drafted into the NBA. He became, at the time, the youngest player to ever step foot on an NBA court. And at that time, I was mesmerized. One of my first memories is hearing that this guy, Kobe Bryant, stepped foot on an NBA court. Fast forward to my fifth birthday in 1998, and Kobe Bryant is going up against Michael Jordan in the 1998 All-Star Game, February 8th. We saw the clips in The Last Dance, absolutely incredible stuff, and he's giving it to Michael. He's giving it to him every which way. That doesn't mean Michael's not the veteran who can school him, but Kobe is going 110%. And as we saw, people knew that Kobe Bryant was a force, okay? And so Michael kept going with Kobe and they went at it and it was amazing. It was a generational passing of the torch. You cannot deny it. No matter what people want to say, it was a generational passing of the torch. And we all heard Michael Jordan tell us that at the memorial. We knew that Michael knew Kobe was the next man up. So that was a very special moment. And then you keep going and Kobe and Shaq, are becoming the next big thing. Kobe and Shaq define an era of pop 
culture. You listen to the song Basketball by Lil Bow Wow, Jermaine Dupree. And basically that song talked about the Lakers three-peat. It talked about Vince Carter. It talked about Jason Kidd. It talked about that whole era of basketball. And it defined that for so many people, so many pop culture references. Kobe appeared on All That in 1997 to Modern Family in 2010. And again, this extends far beyond basketball. And that's one of the main points that I'm trying to make about Kobe Bryant here is that so many people grew up watching him. And it wasn't just about the beautiful way he shot a ball into the net, although that was a large part of it but the mentality with which he carried himself. And the fact that Kobe Bryant was not a perfect person by any means, but 41-year-old Kobe Bryant, who he tragically lost, was someone who transformed and someone who never gave up on that evolution and adaptation because Kobe's image was squeaky clean when Kobe and Shaq were in the three-peat era. It was incredible. This dude was on top of the world. He was in his early 20s and he was so young and he was so much younger than so much of the NBA. So little kids at the time like myself are getting Kobe jerseys all over the world. We're all inspired. We're all motivated by this man. And he does a three-peat and Kobe and Shaq are literally, literally the biggest thing in the world. They're everywhere. They're all over pop culture. They're all over rap lyrics. And everyone is talking about Kobe and Shaq, the greatest little man, big man, enigmatic duo ever. And they had their beef with each other. There is an entire Wikipedia page dedicated to the Kobe and Shaq beef. And as we all know, it got out of hand. A lot of things happened. They, they were on great terms towards the end, and I'll get to that more in a little bit. But, you know, Kobe and Shaq, that was just, they, they won three. They went to four finals, and that is a success. You cannot take that away from them. But Kobe once said he thought him and Shaq could have won 12, 12 together. Now, Kobe is ambitious, as we know, but still, I mean, that is how good these guys were. And things happened. And they broke up like many great duos do, even Lennon and McCartney in 2004. And after that, Kobe, you know, he was a little bit lost on the Lakers. He was still like the best player in the league, but it's just the Lakers weren't going anywhere at that point. And then came that 2006 Smush Parker era. And at this point, you know, Kobe Bryant is falling out okay i mean he is the talk of the town and it was tough it was really tough for a while to appreciate kobe in those early post shack years but once he scored 62 points on the dallas mavericks in three quarters it was just unbelievable it was absolutely unbelievable what he was doing 62 and three quarters. Are you kidding me? He outscored the Mavericks by himself and sat the fourth quarter. One of the best stories is Brian Shaw saying to Kobe, Hey, uh, Kobe, man, go in the fourth. You can, you can get 80 out there. Kobe goes, nah, man, I'll, I'll do it another time. And literally less than a month later, 
Kobe Bryant goes out and scores 81 points, captivating the entire world. We know DeMar DeRozan was sitting there watching this moment. We know how special and impactful this was for so many people, myself included. You know, for me personally, it was my Nana lived with me. And I remember watching the highlights with her, my Nana being my grandma. And, you know, she had her challenges to overcome as well as far as being hard of hearing and, you know, living just a really incredible life and being a wonderful person and being widowed by the time she was 30. And she really loved that Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan mentality, even though she was a grandmother, right? Like we don't think of grandmothers being able to relate to Kobe Bryant, but that's the beautiful thing about Kobe Bryant's mentality. You can be a doctor, you can be an actor, a lawyer, a volunteer, and you can always apply that Mamba mentality of just giving it to the best of whatever you are doing. And so I really believe that Kobe Bryant's 81 point game was an absolute turning point for him. It was an absolute turning point. It really made it so that you could not hate this guy's work ethic. You had to watch him. You know, there was a quote by Steve Martin, the comedian, be so great that they can't ignore you. And that was exactly what Kobe Bryant did in the 81 point game. He blew people's mind. And that day, you know, I was really taught about the power of believing in the fact that you can do anything. Because Kobe Bryant scored 81 and no one thought that was possible. Everyone was doubting him by this point saying, it's never going to win without Shaq. It's never going to do anything without Shaq. But regardless, he did. He absolutely did. And he comes back and he keeps balling out that season, multiple 50 point games. And I'm inspired and I'm at school the next day in grade seven saying Kobe's winning without Shaq. Kobe is winning without Shaq. It's absolutely happy. People think I'm crazy. You know, everyone thought that people were crazy who believed in Kobe after the Shaquille O'Neal divorce. But he kept it pushing. He kept it pushing. He keeps going. And then 2007, Kobe being Bryant scores 50 points four times in a row. Four times in a row. 260 pieces during that era. And at this point, you can't ignore him. He's clearly the best player in the league. No one can do what he does. Chris Paul asked him for an autograph on his shoes after and was actually lying, saying he was going to give it to charity, but kept it himself. Chris Paul told that story, and that's a wonderful story. And Kobe was balling out against these younger guys. Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade, even same age, a little bit older, Kevin Garnett, and... He just took it to the new era and they all wanted to play against Kobe. And all these players will tell you that Kobe was the greatest player that they ever faced. Guys who faced multiple generations. They were scared when they faced Kobe Bryant. And if you watch the highlights the next day, you couldn't help but be inspired and motivated. I even did this in one of my computer classes one time and I got kicked out. Actually, that was one of the only times I was ever kicked out of class. And I'm sure some people can relate to, you know, you're watching the Kobe highlights and you're distracted because you're not as interested in what you're learning in school as you are about learning from this guy. And while I don't remember what I learned in computer class that day, I do remember that Kobe really inspired me that when you set your mind to something and you believe in yourself and you keep going, you can really achieve it. 
And Kobe kept going, man. 2008, he wins MVP. I was lucky to go see him drop 53 points on the Charlotte Hornets. It was incredible and magical. I go from Winnipeg, Canada to see my favorite player and Kobe drops 53 points. I mean, it was just next level. This was prime MVP Kobe scoring any way he wanted. And it was just nothing short of spectacular. So Kobe Bryant drops 53 points. It is 2008 and Kobe Bryant makes his way back to the NBA finals improbably with the newly traded for Pau Gasol, the Spanish legend. This guy, this duo was unbelievable. They worked so well together and they were great friends. And Kobe used his ability to speak Spanish to connect with Pau, which was actually Kobe really evolving as a leader. And that's the theme of Kobe Bryant is evolution is that we're always evolving, whether that's in different crafts, whether that's in the ways that we change as human beings, it was really, really special. So Kobe Bryant goes up and he drops a bunch of great performances in the 2008 playoffs. I mean, individually, he was just a monster scoring, passing, rebounding, but they fell up short in those finals. And especially in game six, that was a travesty. And watching Kobe walk off that court was heartbreaking. But that was when I said, Kobe Bryant is guaranteed to win the title next year. Because what else could motivate someone like Kobe Bryant than that? In all seriousness, I mean, Kobe was just a different beast. You can't even say that's necessarily healthy to be motivated by that much hatred and somebody beating you and using that. But that was who Kobe was. And Kobe always encouraged people to be themselves. That doesn't mean that everyone has to keep a picture of Paul Pierce in their wallet or somebody who wronged them to get motivated. But for Kobe, that was what worked. Sue Bird actually just told that story recently. And the best part about it too was Shaq coming out and he goes to the club and he does his little rap and he goes, now you see last week, Kobe couldn't do without me. Uh you know how I be last week. Kobe couldn't do without me. And it was just in 2008, this was wild. This was absolutely wild. You've never seen anything like it before. And it was just imagining the cultural enigmatic figures that Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal were. Wow. I mean, this was big, big news because Kobe haters came out in full force at this point. And being a fan of Kobe at that point was really difficult because it was so easy to hate on him without Shaq. And that was the best time ever for people who doubted him. But for those who believed, they kept it pushing. They didn't run. They didn't run. You stuck with Kobe and you knew this guy is going to rise up. This guy is going to rise up and he's going to succeed from this. And he's going to use these challenges to overcome them. Kobe always said that challenges and negative pressure were just an opportunity for him to grow. And I think that's, again, another lesson that applies far beyond the game of basketball.
And so Kobe keeps it pushing. And 2009, I was just obsessed by this point. I'm rocking my Kobe jersey at school anytime I can. I'm coaching kids in peewee basketball anytime I can. And it was and wearing the jersey. And it was amazing. I did a school project on Kobe Bryant. And I wrote a fictional conversation between him and Paul Pierce in 08. And I knew that Kobe was going to come back. And I predicted this in my article. And in all of the articles I wrote then, I wrote about Kobe's conversation with former high school coach Greg Downer. I knew that that would be really great. And so I just kept it pushing. And it was really, really amazing to see Kobe Bryant actually go out there and win. No, Lil Wayne wrote the Kobe Bryant song. And it was just so legendary. And so anyways, he wins. And I show up at school the next day in my jersey. And it was simply spectacular. And the day after that, I knew that Kobe was on to number five. And I knew that he had to beat the Celtics. And Kobe Bryant goes out and he actually beats the Celtics for championship number five. I was watching with a bunch of people. I'm wearing my Kobe jersey. They're Celtics fans and I don't care. I raise my hands in the air and I know that it is time to celebrate that my belief in Kobe Bryant paid off. And this was truly, truly special. And these are just a few of my Kobe stories. I'll share one more before I go here. One time for a test, I wasn't able to read the book before. You know, it was grade 10. And by that point, we all knew that you didn't need to worry about your marks till grade 12 to get into university. So I did not read the book, but I knew that it was about war and it was about a general named Fry. And so I compared Fry, the general, to Kobe Bryant and Kobe Bryant's work ethic. And I just wrote about how Kobe preparing for a game was like a war. And I still managed to get an A just from sharing my passion about Kobe. Guys, I have so many wonderful Kobe stories and what Kobe meant and passionate about it. And I can't wait to get more guests on. And I hope you'll keep riding so that we can eventually raise some money for charity as well. The Mamba and Mamba Sita Foundation. I'm not affiliated with them, but would love to give back. And if you know any guests, people who would like to be on, if you want to download, subscribe, that will that will bring us closer to the goal. And if you guys want me to write the Mamba Moments book and tell these stories along with many more deep and personal stories about Kobe Bryant and how he affected my life, if any of this resonated with you or someone you looked up to, someone who, who represented certain values, certain values, it's not that, that every single thing aligned but there are certain takeaways you can get from people. And Kobe Bryant's positivity is something that we can all learn from, absolutely, in anything that we do in life. And so if you guys want me to write the Mamba Moments book, Mamba Moments, My Life with Kobe, even though I never knew him, include some of these amazing interview quotes that I got with journalists and players um, before the Hall of Fame induction, That would be something I'd be really, really interested in doing. But, you know, I'd love to hear some feedback from everyone. So please keep me posted. Thank you to Believe Podcast Network for for picking this up and, and giving me the opportunity to really share this with a lot of people who were inspired by Kobe and keep inspiring others in my own way, hopefully, by talking about this, by sharing these stories. Because talking about Kobe And talking about these kinds of values can help us remember what our own values are. 
And so Mamba moments, my life with Kobe, even though I never knew him. Let me know what you guys think. Mamba out, Mamba forever. As soon as I finished recording this episode, I knew in my heart there was only one thing to do. All the proceeds that I'm able to make will go to the Mamba and Mambasita Foundation. Even though I'm not affiliated with them, I wanna give back to the legacy of someone who inspired me so, so much. So Mamba out, Mamba forever, like, subscribe, promote it to your friends, download every episode, get a five-star review so that I can get a sponsorship and get some funds raised for the Mamba and Mambasita Foundation because every single dollar that I am able to make from this will go to that foundation. Thank you all for being a part of this journey. And let me know if you want to see the book as well. And let's keep the legacy of Kobe and Gianna Bryant alive. Mamba out, Mamba forever. Mamba Sita out, Mamba forever. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.